Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong here with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Hi, Jason, I'm fine. Life is good. Life is good. You know, we're still enjoying the spring here. Yeah, that's we're, we're slowly better getting into better it. Better and better every weekend, that's isn't right. it? It really is. And Bill, I'm very excited for today's program because uh, often on the show, of course, we talk about asset protection and making sure that uh, we've got our plans in order. But you also like to focus on the financial side of things. And I'm, I'm excited for today's program. Well, you know, estate planning is all about families. You know, a lot, a lot of folks come in and they bring in all of their financials, uh, which is important. Uh, but the, uh, uh, there are an awful lot of folks that think that the financials are the most important thing about estate planning. And I have to tell them very quickly, no, not true. It Really, the most important thing uh, are your family dynamics. It's how do we get along with each other? What are our desires? What are our goals? What are we trying to to do for ourselves, for our spouse, for our children, uh, for our grandchildren? Um, it, and how do our children get along with each other? How do our children get along with us as parents? Uh, you know, all of that is really important when it comes to estate planning. Some of us are blessed as it relates to our spouse and children. Some of us aren't. <laughs> but, and, of course, as, as you know, uh, I do uh, enjoy bringing in uh, guests uh, who have things to share with us that can be helpful to all of us. And, of course, this morning, uh, it's really fun for me, and I'm really excited about having my own son, George Alexander, uh, with me. Uh, and I have, to, I have to admit, even though some of us don't like to do this at times, that, frankly, I am really proud of George. Uh, unlike so many children uh, growing up, uh, George was actually a pretty good kid. <laughs> <laughs> he, he listened more uh, than than my other son did, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> uh, and uh, rarely disappointed us. That's for sure. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's great when you see your children grow up and turn out the way you hope that they turn out and and uh, of course he still has a long way to go but uh, got a uh, hopefully a long life to live and will be very have a, a wonderful um, uh, opportunity but uh, this morning uh uh, I, I want folks to know who George is. I'm very proud of him. And, and uh, so, George, welcome to the show. Good morning. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, now I know you pretty well, but the folks, uh, our listeners, don't know you at all. So uh, tell us about yourself. Tell my listeners who you are. Uh, why, you know, tell, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell your listeners that we're, our family's originally from Kannapolis, but I've spent most of my life here in the Raleigh area. I actually went to Athens Drive High School. I played football and wrestled. 
And I, I was an active Boy Scout. I, I loved the outdoors, and I was an avid camper and, and hiker. Yeah, no question about that. I have to tell, I have to break in here, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have to. George was a fabulous uh, Boy Scout, uh, and uh, of course, I love the Boy Scouts because it's one of the few organizations out there that teach our children values. Uh, but uh, I, there was a time where we were backpacking with our troop into Yawari Forest. And wouldn't you know, Dad steps in a deep hole, and I just wrenched my ankle and leg to a degree that I could hardly hobble out of the woods. And we had 10 miles to hike. And George, uh, being a football player and a wrestler, he was big for his size and uh, big for his age, I should say, and, and strong. And he actually took my heavy backpack and carried his backpack and my backpack for those 10 miles out of the woods. And I wouldn't have made it <laughs> otherwise. So you can see why, you know, George is a pretty good kid. So anyway, George, I apologize no, for we, breaking that up. But We got you back in one piece. <laughs> and I refused to ever go backpacking again after that. That was the last time. <laughs> Even though I enjoy camping, for me, after that, it was Cadillac camping all the way. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I apologize, George. I interrupted. No, so please no, no. Keep on. Well, <laughs> no, I, I I spent a lot of summers, uh, whether it was backpacking or, or the like. I, I spent a lot of summers in the Blue Ridge Mountains, especially in Montreat, and I've uh, one of the uh, most cherished places that I love is is Asheville and Montreat, and it's probably one of the biggest reasons that or the biggest things that led me to going to Western Carolina University. Um, I earned a, a bachelor's of science in entrepreneurship and I was uh, to not to toot my own horn, but I was the, the first hot dog stand vendor in Jackson County where I, I contracted with the baseball, softball and track team. And it was, it was great. So it was a, some money, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was a great experience. Uh, but after I graduated, I, I started my own commercial cleaning company and learned firsthand some of the, the things. They don't necessarily teach you in college, but but all in all, it was a great experience. Well, the same thing is true for practicing law. They don't <laughs> teach you how to practice law in law school. Same 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 difference. So I'm with you on that one. Well, it was a it was a great experience, and it, it taught me not only a lot about myself, but a lot about others as as well. Um, my, my career eventually led me into banking, where I, I had an opportunity to go back to Kannapolis, back to my roots, and, and work for a well-known bank here in, in North Carolina. And it was in banking that allowed me to start using my passion for helping others in, in a, a far more profound way than what I was used to. And, and at a certain point, the bank gave me an opportunity to become, a, become licensed in order to speak with with clients uh, about their investments and investment accounts and it was then that i was immediately hooked I, I knew that's how i wanted to make a difference in people's lives by helping families and individuals plan for their financial future and help them achieve their financial goals so here i am a an advisor with edward jones now yeah and, and edward jones of course is is a great uh group uh, 
uh, we call them Main Street brokers, at least from my own perspective, which I think has a real advantage for a lot of folks. And so, yeah, Edward Jones has been good uh, for you, George, no question about it. And because you have the experience and training uh, from Edward Jones and from banking as well, uh, I wanted you to talk about what I think is a really important issue when it comes to asset protection uh, with uh, folks' investments. And of course, Investments are really important for folks. Uh, It's important for young people like you uh, who are trying to save for retirement and trying to save for to pay a a home mortgage and trying to save uh, for lots of other (laughs) reasons that are really important. But it's also critical to seniors as well in terms of the things that they care about in terms of not running out of money, having enough money in their own retirement, um, and being able to pay for the things. And for for most of my clients, being able to leave a legacy uh, to their children and grandchildren. And, And of course, estate planning is all about that. But to me, when it comes to uh, financial markets, uh, one thing that, at least from my own experience, uh, and of course I've been around a long time, is the fact that the markets don't always go up. You know, just in the last year, we've had uh, big market downturns uh, several times. Uh, if we just go back 12 mm-hmm. months from right now, um, but the to me the the real key is the fact that okay, there were downturns. But the markets rebounded. They've come back, uh, you know. And uh, but 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 to me, one of the things I've seen so often is people make really bad mistakes when markets drop. Uh, and so that's really what I wanted George to come in with his expertise and talk about is what do you tell your clients when the market actually drops. I mean, we've had it happen several times in the last year. How do you help your clients through that? What is it that you tell them that helps them through it? Well, there's there's five keys that I, uh, I, uh, I focus on to help my clients navigate through unsettling environments like the, the types of pullbacks like what we saw last year, uh, and it was a big drop. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was a very quick drop. No definitely. question about it. And of course, that was coronavirus related, as I recall. Mm-hmm. It and, was. Um, and you know, a lot of. I mean, when the market drops, you know, and if it drops ten, fifteen, sometimes twenty percent within a day or two. Uh, that gives us heartburn. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, uh, what should I do now? So, what should well, I do now? <laughs> the most important thing is is to avoid any sort of temptation to to panic. Uh, under a, a pullback, while it's unsettling, and and what we saw last year was unprecedented because of, because of its speed, they they don't last forever. 
And when it ends, you'll still want to be invested in the financial markets because the biggest gains usually occur in the earliest stages of market rallies. Now, of course, what's, there a, what's a market rally? When when the, <laughs> when the market comes back up. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, of course, there there are no guarantees in the investment world, but <clears throat> but we've seen many examples of this this sort of pullback and and rebound. Uh, pattern throughout history well we've seen it three times in the past year i mean every time it dropped it came back and uh you know at least from what i see um there you know there are pullbacks there are downturns but there are more upside days than downsides days aren't there there are I mean, obviously, there's no guarantee of that, but at least historically, the market has always come back. (laughs) Very true. You know, the the second suggestion that I I tell my clients is to measure your progress against your goals. And in the in the midst of a market downturn, it's it's really tempting to to look back at the peak values of of your portfolio. And that's that's especially true these days. you know, with when when the high point may have may well have been just a couple of months ago, but this isn't a a good measuring stick of your financial situation. So, in essence, if I've started uh, a couple years ago, two or three years ago, with a hundred thousand dollars invested, and let's say that we've had really good results for the last several years, and it's now a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And now we have a downturn, and so it drops, let's just say, $25,000. So tell me how that works. I mean, shouldn't I be concerned about the $25,000 loss that I've just done, or is that not the right measuring stick? No, we should should look back from uh, from what we we started at $100,000. And what we're going to be, what we need to be looking at is a is a long term focus instead of a, a the short term swings. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need to be looking at a, a ten year focus instead of a two month. Right. Of in other words, if we stay in, we're going to rebound eventually back to that 150, and then go above that. Exactly. And, but we have to stay in the market to to see. That's that. extremely important to stay in the market. Okay, so I guess the the real um, gist is if I sell at one hundred and twenty five because I've just taken a twenty five thousand dollars loss, then I've actually then created a real loss rather than a paper loss. You have I? you have locked in that loss. Okay. So you're you're exactly right. All right. Well, Jason's looking at us, and that means we have to take a break. <laughs> we do have to take a short break, but we're speaking with George Alexander, son of Bill Alexander. He's a financial advisor with Edward Jones, and we're having a conversation all about uh, you know understanding what happens when there's a market downturn and what we can do to minimize those losses when the market does turn down and how that relates to asset protection as well. Don't forget, if you want to find more information about Bill, WGALaw.com is the website to go to. You can find 
plenty of information about him and his team. You can schedule an appointment to speak with him, and you can register for Bill's free seminars happening on Wednesday, April 14th. And these two seminars deal with the subjects of long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button for more information. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and our special guest here. And I was going to say the studio, Bill, but this is this is your office here. This is the WG Alexander <laughs> studio that we're recording this show from. Well, our special guest is George Alexander. He's a financial advisor for Edward Jones, and he's also your son. And, and Bill, I learned uh, from, from our first segment why you spend so much time sailing on the weekends and not hiking and camping no question about it it's real easy to be in my sailboat uh, and all i have to do is to tug on some lines which makes it wonderful i don't have to worry about stepping in holes <laughs> well we are having a conversation about uh what to do when uh the market turns down and how to make sure that uh we're putting ourselves in the best position and how that relates to asset protection bill no question okay george so you have um indicated that when the market turns down, our first rule is not to panic, uh, not to be tempted to sell our portfolio to get out of the market. Uh, Instead, uh, I think uh, what you're saying is we need to stick with the plan that you've created for us. uh, And then to, instead of worrying about the fact that that the market downturn and, and we have a paper loss, that we should measure our the success of our plan uh, based against where we actually started from and to uh, measure it against our goals, where we want to be a few years from now rather than where we were yesterday as opposed to where we are today. Would that be a fair summary? You you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Well, with that, you you promised us five things. That well, you, I, I won't <laughs> I won't hold out. Um, the the third that I would uh, I would recommend keeping in mind is is putting time on your side. If you're if you're investing for goals that may be two or three decades away, you you have the advantage of time to overcome market downturns, even severe ones. After um, you know, after all, we we weren't going to be uh, we're not going to be cashing in long term investments uh, now anyway uh, over short term swings. Uh, so that's that's not to say that pullbacks are irrelevant, of course, but uh, it, it may indeed slow your progress towards your goals, but it, it still shouldn't stop you from achieving them. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I know that just historically, uh, if you're invested now, a lot of folks don't like the risk or the volat what you know the ups and downs if you will of the market but just the S&P 500 as an index over any 15 year period uh, uh, an annual type of basis makes somewhere between 7 and 8% which is pretty darn good it's far more than what the banks are going to pay you for a savings account or a, a, a CD uh, so you know those uh, the the fact is is that 
historically, you know, with no guarantees for the future, um, those kind of returns uh, it just tells you that the markets go up a far more than they go down because in any 15-year period, there are going to be downturns, lots of downturns, just like we've seen three pretty big downturns in the past year, but but it's bounced back. Of course, from my, if, if we're lucky, a downturn only lasts a few days or a few weeks, but there are times when downturns do last for a much longer period of time, and that's something that's a little bit harder to appreciate, I guess. Uh, but, okay, so uh, now uh, also when you're talking about time on your side, it differs for everybody. There's, um, you know, some, I mean, like you, you, you do have decades. I don't. <laughs> okay. A lot of my clients uh, are, are seniors. And so they're, uh, they may be less risk averse, if you will, but, but they, almost all of us do have time. Uh, and of course, a lot of my clients are actually, um, not just investing for themselves, but they're investing for their children and grandchildren because they're trying to create a legacy. And from my perspective, even though they may have a fairly short life expectancy, they still have a long-term goal for their family. So it really just depends. Of course, that that would not be the person who is actually worried about running out of money. That would be where I think – uh, they would have a much safer, uh, less risky portfolio when they're in that kind of financial situation. But okay, so now you've given us three. We have two more, two more to go. Well, no, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, what you did just a second ago because depending on uh, the the age of the investor, uh, my my fourth suggestion is is proper diversification and how it relates to the investor and their goals with the headlines showing how much major stock market indexes like the index industrial average have fallen during during pullbacks um, it's it's important for you to have proper diversification and to build a diversified portfolio and when I when I say diversification what I, what I mean by that is a, a mixture of stocks, Bonds and and other investments uh, that that are balanced to the comfort level of how comfortable you are with risk and and market swings, uh, short term and long term market swings. So in other words, uh, we have to have our investments in different places. And I, I so and that, when you're talking about an index like the Dow industrial index or the S&P 500 or other indexes like that uh, what you're I think what you're saying is is that if you have a diversified investment portfolio you will have less of a loss when those indexes drop because they're all stocks they're all equities um, and so uh, the, it's the equity market that that tends to drop and when the equity market drops, Oftentimes, your other investments actually go up, don't they? They can, but not yes. always. Not yeah. not always, yeah. like what we've seen in uh, in previous market swings. But mm-hmm. but generally speaking, y- yes. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, you know, but I mean, that's what a lot of folks uh, are talking about when they're talking about having different kinds of investments in uh, as an overall strategy. Uh, I, but that's what's really important about a plan, isn't it? That's uh, that is, yes, sir. Okay, and well, uh, although diversification can't always prevent losses or guarantee profits, it. It, it, it helps reduce the impact of volatility on your holdings and, and smooth out your return. So I want to make sure that we we keep that in mind. Makes sense. In, in other words, you when there's a downturn, you, you lose less if you're diversified. That's the goal. Okay. Well, that that's an important concept. That's asset protection. You know, you know, to me. Um, one of the concepts that uh, that I talk about to clients is that losing less when the market turns down is the is the strongest way to make money. But um, and a lot of folks don't realize the math. But if you lose, if the market loses twenty percent, which is a big downturn, it takes forty percent to get back to zero before you start making money again from where you were. Uh, if you only lose 5%, well, and and if you're, like you said, uh, diversified and you lose 5%, then it takes 10% to get back to zero. But the difference between losing 5% and 20%, do the math, it's a 30% differential. That's huge. So it gives you a much greater opportunity to make money on the upside i would think of course with no guarantees all that stuff but i know you still have to share with us another secret george you said five we've only been through four yes so the the fifth that i'd like to uh, to talk about is is to go against the crowd you know when when prices are falling during a pullback it's it's not hard to join the crowd and start selling in an attempt to cut your losses. But cutting those losses really means locking them in. And after a major pullback, the prices of quality investments are, are, are lower, which can make for compel- compelling buying opportunities for those investors willing to go against the crowd. So, so in essence, uh, if you have money after you've taken a downturn, that's a are actually a buying opportunity to buy when there's a downturn when there's when the stocks are low well i mean it sounds sort of basic but it, you know buying low and selling high seems to me like a pretty good way to make money <laughs> but during pullbacks like what we've seen in the past it can be a very emotional time mm-hmm. and it can be a very challenging time for someone to to part ways with their cash mm-hmm. to purchase investments that have dropped 15, 20, 30%. Oh, I can appreciate that. And, I, I, and really, I, I do think that pullbacks give folks who are older and have uh, a shorter time frame in mind in terms of their investments, those who are worried about the potential for running out of money. They need, I mean, to me, I would think those are the folks who really need to revise their plan as they get older. Yes. Uh, I, I, I would completely agree with you. So, and obviously, uh, you know, planning is not a one and done thing. It's the kind of thing, just like with estate planning, times change, families change, and that 
requires uh, changing a financial plan along with your estate plan and and your uh, uh, insurance planning and the whole bit. I mean, it all works together, doesn't it? It 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 does, uh, but. Even by following these moves, you can't you can't eliminate all the effects of a market drop. You you may be able to the the idea is that you will be able to create a, a softer landing uh, for yourself or for your loved ones by by following these these moves. Okay. Well, well, George, uh, I really appreciate the fact that you could come in and share these thoughts. Could you? briefly summarize what you've just told us uh, on our show? Sure. Yeah, I'll be happy to. So first and foremost, don't panic when the next downturn comes. You'll you'll still want to be invested in the financial markets, but but uh, because the biggest gains usually occur in the earliest stages of a market rally. Um, the the second is measure your progress from when you first started investing, not not from the peak value of your portfolio. Also, keep in mind that your more, most important goals in growing your investment, such as retirement, may be years away. So, you should not cash in your long term investments now, and you have plenty of time to recover from any downturn. Um, Fourth, if you've built a diversified portfolio, be glad because your your results are likely much better than those you see in, in the major indexes that only track stocks. But And finally, don't be afraid to look for new opportunities. You, you may be able to find quality investments at compelling prices. You can't totally avoid the results of the market drop, but by making these moves or staying in the courses, you can potentially create a softer landing for your short term, short term, with far better results long term. Okay, so if I if I get the gist, the first thing is have a good plan, stick to it, don't panic, and take advantage of buying opportunities when the market drops. Um, would would that be a fair summary? <laughs> Yes, sir. Okay. Well, uh, George, that's been really helpful. Uh, last thing, uh, which I think might be important, is if uh, one of our listeners wants to get in touch with you, how how do they get up with you? They are welcome to reach me at, uh, at 919-846-8420, or they're welcome to email me at wgeorge.alexander.com at edwardjones.com. Okay. And your office is here in Raleigh, is it not? It is. It's right off of Six Forks. Okay. Well, uh, I really appreciate your being here. I think this has been helpful, Jason. This has been great. And, George, thank you so much for your time. And that phone number, if uh, folks missed it, was 919-846-8420. 919-846-8420. I george for his time if you want to reach out to him that's the best way to do it don't ask him to carry your backpack though if you're going hiking because i I think those days are over we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more stick around you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. You can learn more about Bill by going to WGA Law. 
WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. That's the best way to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. It's also the best way to find more information about Bill's free seminars. Next set happening on Wednesday, April 14th. And these, of course, deal with long-term care assistance and also asset protection and trust planning. Bill, we're going to shift gears here a little bit, and you've got some uh, consumer alerts for us that we need to be paying attention to. Well, yeah. And uh, well, first of all, let me give a shout out to our attorney general, Josh Stein. He uh, one of the things that he has done uh, has put consumer protection at the forefront, which I really appreciate. And I, I hope all of us do. Uh, and one of the things that I talk about from time to time are scams that are going on around the state. And one of the best ways to protect ourselves is actually knowing what scams are out there. And uh, and I've mentioned this from time to time, but um, uh, and, and for those, Folks, particularly children of seniors who are recognizably having some issues, which tends to happen when we get close to 80 uh, years old. At that point, we have to uh, acknowledge that we're seniors. (laughs) But one of the things medically, now the good news is it doesn't happen to all of us, but one of the things that's important is that uh, for those of us as we age, oftentimes we don't see quite as well, we don't hear quite as well. And one of the disconcerting things is that when we get to our late 70s and early 80s, our brain slows down. It's natural aging. It's not Alzheimer's (laughs) necessarily anyway. It might be. But uh, the fact is, just because we become a little more forgetful uh, doesn't mean that we're going down that dementia train. It simply means we're getting older because it's a very common uh, thing for aging. Uh, Now, the fact is, is that oftentimes people are living alone. You know, they've lost their spouse. Uh, They're in their 80s at this point. Sometimes it's it's not only that their eyesight's getting worse and their hearing's getting worse, uh, but their brain is slowing down. And sometimes uh, it it's there is some dementia of some form that's developing. And guess what? Just because that's happening doesn't mean that we acknowledge it or even recognize it. And we certainly don't want anybody to come into our lifetime and take control over our affairs just because we're having some issues. Um, You know, we might need help, and it's nice if the kids actually do help us without giving us the fear that they're going to take over our lives. You know, nobody wants that. We all want control. We all want independence, and we don't want anybody, even our children, to tell us otherwise. Okay, well, guess what? When that's where we are in life, we are at our highest potential for being scammed because the scammers know this, and they're darn good at what they do in terms of taking our money away from us. Well, 
One of the things that I've talked about is on the Attorney General's website, which is NCDOJ, uh, the Consumer Affairs Division of the Department of Justice in North Carolina has a, uh, a written summary of all of the spoofs that they know about that's going on in North Carolina. Well, what better way to arm yourself against these scammers to know what they're doing and how they do it? Well, the best way to learn is by going online, and you can print it out, and it it will tell us about all of the scams going on in North Carolina, uh, and particularly the ones that we're seeing right now. Okay, so with that said, one of the scams, which seems a little odd to me, but apparently it's effective, and these these scammers are really good at what they do, is people are getting calls that appear to be coming from the Supreme Court of North Carolina, and but they're not. Okay, I can tell you, the Supreme Court's not calling you, okay? But they're what they call spoofed calls where the scammers can manipulate the technology. Now, don't ask me how they do it, because I'd have to talk to people in my office to know how they do it. But they basically uh, manipulate the technology so when you get uh, the phone call at your home, it appears to be coming from the Supreme Court, but it's coming from scammers. And, of course, they're trying to uh, uh, take your money away from you. And so, uh, obviously, they're threatening legal action or arrest if you don't provide personal information or financial information right then. And, of course, the fact is is that this is coming from scammers. And to the degree that anybody's threatening you with a phone call and you have no clue what it's about one way or the other, it's a scam. And you just now this is where it's better if your brain is processing pretty well, so you know that, and it's even better if you know that these scams are going on. But the legitimate government officials, you know, particularly from the judicial system or law enforcement or the Internal Revenue Service, they're not ever going to call you or even or text you. I mean, they don't. You know, government officials don't text. Uh, and they're certainly not going to demand payment or threaten arrest uh, because of the fact that maybe you do owe the Internal Revenue Service a little bit of money. But so what? They're not going to uh, to to call you up and threaten you. They, I mean, they don't do that. They have more effective means to take your money. <laughs> so. But the, these high-pressure tactics are exactly what scammers use to, to make you feel like you have to do something immediately. And that's just not the way government uh, works, uh, and people need to, to know that. So what's the solution? It doesn't matter who's calling you. You never, ever, ever share your personal information or your financial information to a, a caller. Uh, you just don't do that. You you you're better off just hanging up or not answering the telephone. Uh, you know that is the way to, to go. And you should report the fact that um, you know report it to the Consumer Protection Division at the 
North Carolina Department of Justice. They have that consumer. That's what they're there for. And reporting it helps them to know what's going on in the community and for you to know what's going on, too. Yeah, that's some great tips. And the reporting part is a key piece because you do want to make sure that other people aren't falling for the same scams that are out there. And the more information that our uh, public officials have, the easier it is for them to combat these fraudsters and scammers out there. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, you can find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And, Bill, we're sharing some consumer protection tips that we found from the Attorney General's office. Well, no question. And so I want to share – I know we don't have a whole lot of time at this point, but I want to share a a few more consumer tips that come directly from Attorney General Josh Stein's consumer alerts. And one we've already talked about, and that is don't respond to unsolicited offers. And that can be somebody showing up at your front door. It can be a telephone call. It can be a text or whatever. But, you know, those are scams. If unsolicited offers are never a good idea one way or the other. And, of course, they always say, oh, we're going to do this for you complimentary or we're going to do it for you for a much reduced cost because we're just in the area or whatever. That's always BS. You're going to end up paying a whole lot more you know, uh, basically, th- th- well, just don't respond to unsolicited offers. Never, ever give out your personal information, as particularly your Social Security number or a credit card or a bank account number or any other kind of financial or personal information. Always protect that information. When in doubt, pay with a credit card, not a debit card, not cash. And in fact, I talk to seniors about this all the time because if there's ever a charge on your credit card, it's easy to get your money back under if it's a questionable uh, charge. Not true with a debit card. And, of course, the other thing that seniors do occasionally is they're used to going to the bank and getting $100 every week or whatever. Seniors need to stop using cash, and that's really important with government assistance not to use cash. Transparency really helps. And, of course, having your children or someone trusted look at your bank accounts every month, particularly when you get to an age where you don't want to do it yourself anyway. Freezing your credit is another one. Uh, Joining the Do Not Call registry, and you can look that up, but that is helpful. It doesn't keep you from having scammers, and so. But if you're on the do not call list, you know that if you get the call, it's probably from a scammer. So that can be helpful. And then uh, checking your credit report regularly and freezing your credit. Um, you, you can always unfreeze it to get a new credit card or to get a car loan or or a mortgage or the like. But freezing your credit keeps other people from establishing credit in your name. So those are just sort of some no-brainer ideas to protect yourself. 
those are some great tips and i hope we've uh, helped the listeners out in there uh, making sure that they can enact those protections to make sure that uh, both they're protecting themselves and their loved ones as well from these types of scams we're taking a quick break but we'll be back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is the website to go to. Bill's got a new set of seminars happening on Wednesday, April 14th. These are his free seminars dealing with the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. You can register for free to attend online. These are currently in the form of webinars, so you can enjoy them from the comfort of your own home. Go to WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button. It's easy to register, and it's free to do so as well. WGALaw.com. If you want to call the office, you can do so by calling 919-256-7000, 2567000 and hey if you heard our conversation with with Bill's son earlier George Alexander and you want to reach him his phone number is 919-846-8420 919-846-8420 we got to get out of here we're out of time we hope you will join us again next weekend for asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander have a wonderful weekend <music>